Hey there, welcome to the Shift with Intention podcast. I'm Jamie Zagrafis, your host. And today we have Dave Hughes as our podcast guest. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks. <laughs> and today we are going to talk about um, relationships and men and women and what they look for in the relationship in the beginning of the relationship and kind of the different points of view of what that looks like. And so Dave is, um, our, uh, male version of his opinion on everything. Do you have anything to say before we get started? All right. <laughs> so this just got sprung on me and I get to talk about relationships. So now I'm trying to figure out if I'm the guy that says all the things that guys want to say, or the guy that says things that he's not going to get in trouble by saying. Yeah. He's just so we'll joking. Do some combination of that. Probably. He's just joking. Right. <laughs> so let's just start and um, dive right in, Dave, and tell us, you know, you're 47 years old. Yes. Yes. And as am I, not that that entirely matters, but we're kind of in our second round of life. We're not 20 something anymore. Mm -hmm. So I imagine when you were 20 something, you were looking for something slightly different than your 40 something. So when you're swiping or something of that nature or just dating, what is, tell us the top two or three things you're looking for when you're doing that. And as you're swiping or whatever that looks like, when you go to the first date, what are the things that you're looking for? Well, those are two totally different questions. Take it, take it, take it from there, Dave. <laughs> yeah. So we went from swiping to what's going to happen on the first date. Well, and date. then you can even talk about what happens in the middle before you get to the first date. Wow. Yeah. So Because I hear there's a lot that happens. Yet. This is like Pandora's box. Yeah. So we can just open up a Go. whole lot. Go. <laughs> like, okay. All right. So uh, let's say we're still in the... I don't know if I'm ready. You, you, you've stumped me on the, <laughs> what am I going to swipe right or swipe left on? What can you tell from these apps? You have four pictures and a dumb statement. I like dogs. I don't, right. I'm not a pedophile. I am. Right. So what do you, I'm pretty sure you've never swiped on some female that says she's not a pedophile. Thank God. Yeah. No. Right. So what encourages you to swipe right? You know, um, I don't want to overcomplicate that. I mean, um, you know, you see these nightmare profiles where somebody says, I have 10 kids and I need you to take care of them. And you're like, oh, okay, maybe not on this one. Uh -huh. um, or you can't even really get a good picture of what the person is because they've done all the little phone magic and they've made themselves look like some version of a person Okay, that you can tell right out of the gate is probably not the person that you're going to meet. And I think there's a term for that, but I've can't fishing. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I'm a professional deer. <laughs> um, but I, uh, you know, you, you start, you, you go down that path once and then you realize you're like, okay, so you've got to pay a little bit closer attention to what maybe these pictures and that sounds shallow, but again, you get like four or five sentences out of the first thing and you're going, okay, well, what are you really learning here? So, you know, you're hoping maybe that there's just enough there to maybe start a text conversation and then determine at what level of crazy is acceptable to say, would you like to go get Mexican? Nice, Dave. So everything you just said is all the bad things of what you don't want to swipe on, right? So we don't want to be a pedophile. We don't want to catfish and we don't want to be too level of crazy. So why do you swipe the other way? Well, again, I mean, you're dealing with like four pictures. So you're like, okay. You're hoping they're cute. 
That's a thank you. I was trying to not be shallow. Okay, so I'm. Let me beat around the bush. To the I'm best not. Of my, is anyone swiping if they're not cute? I'm not. Right. That's a pretty easy decision. You're cute. I was like, bam, except that one photo. I was like, whoa, I didn't like one photo. I was like, I, I guess I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. You know? you know, what you're looking for is somebody that's really good at Jenga. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Well, you know, and you find that one in a million picture. Not everybody go. can be. Right. Right. Uh, so, you know, beyond that, let's see if there's some sort of clever little sentence that you can make in there. And you really, I mean, ultimately the very first thing you're trying to do is I, I think when you swipe right or left is like, is this somebody that I could at least start a conversation with? Right. Fair. So a little bit of connection and some form of attraction. Please fall into the category of things that don't want to make me pull what little hair I have left out. Fair. Um, in my case, that would be like, I love cats and I want to go to the theater every weekend and nothing against anybody that right. has either one of those things, but that's not me. Right. Okay. So, and he's not swiping right now anyway, thank goodness for all the cat lovers. And the yeah, sorry. In theater. But, um, all right. So now we've swiped and so now we are in a conversation of some sort. Now, a lot of people will stay in that space for a long time and just be pen pals. Are you looking for certain things when you're having a conversation? Are you looking for someone to be open, funny? What What is something that kind of jumps off the page when you're in that small space? You know, it's funny because early on, you know, regardless of whatever your confidence level is in any other part of your life, mm-hmm. you're now talking to a complete stranger on the internet and you hear terrible horror stories about like what all the, the boogie people on the internet. And for me personally, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I was stuck in the pen pal phase with a lot of people for a long time because really, I, I, there was some vetting process. I was like, okay, I want to go home with my kidneys. Mm-hmm. And really that was ultimately the goal on the first date. I was like, okay, just don't want to end up in a bathtub full of ice. But, uh-huh. and maybe that's never happened to anybody. It's never happened to me, fortunately. But, um, so, you know, you're asking questions, you're trying to develop some sort of relationship, but what are you really going to learn about somebody mm-hmm. in texting? And so eventually you make your way to the, hey, let's go grab Mexican and then we'll find out about each other in person. And Right. So, but what I think, I think we all are hearing what not to do. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. What don't you do to get to, I mean, about the kidney, that would be crazy. Is there something that you're like, oh, you know what? I really like talking to her because of this. Or is there something that you're like, you know, she's intriguing or whatever that is for you. Is there, you know, the women listening are probably like, (laughs) what is it that I could say? Now I know what not to say. So, you know, the interesting part of it is, is that we're, it depends on what the person, what me Personally, what I'm looking for is not going to mirror what maybe the next 10 people in the room are going to be looking for. So, uh, for instance, you know, as a dad and a professional in in some business space, um, you know, you're busy. Mm -hmm. And so the vetting process maybe looks a little bit different when you've got a career and you've got kids and you're trying to juggle all multiple things, maybe your own hobbies. And so, you know, that's what I think is great about the online dating space is that you've got other people there that are, that are hopefully looking with some degree of integrity, the same thing that you're looking for. And so the questions that you ask 
really for me right out of the gate were, okay, are you interested in dating? Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you do undoubtedly, I think you asked me, so I just want you to know I'm not married. And I'm like, oh, great. That's, I hadn't thought about putting that on my profile, but I really hope that everybody that is, that is yeah. here is, is looking with some degree of an integ- with integrity, but, uh, but clearly that's not always the case. And, um, you know, and, and again, you hear the stories and, you know, so, so certain apps maybe lean a little bit more toward, we're just looking for a good time. And maybe other apps are looking, are leaning a little bit more towards, um, that, you know, I'm looking for something serious mm-hmm. and, you know, I, I couldn't even tell you which one of those apps are because they all seem to shift from time to time. Shift, shift. There you go. <laughs> you know, trying to keep up with that is probably like, you know, trying to catch the wind. But, um, so, so again, what could a person say, you know, I think honesty is probably the best thing right out of the gate. And you really hope that the person that you're reaching out to is, is going to communicate in that fashion, but, um, as to whether they do or they don't, mm-hmm. you know, again, that was the betting process for me because I wasn't sure what that might look like. Mm-hmm. Now, what I learned over time was, you know, you're just going to have to go for it at once, once in a while, you're right. going to have to try something different. Mm-hmm. So now that you've decided <clears throat> to meet somebody out and you've pen paled long enough, and you go to the first date, let's skip the crazies. Cause we know there's plenty of them. When you're on a date and, you know, we've all been on these dates that, you know, one person's thinking they're going well or they're generally going well. What determines the really good date from the, oh, that was nice for you? And you know what? I'll give the women's point of view, too, because I keep forgetting that I'm not doing that. Right. So... Feel free to ask me anything. Maybe we should take a step back for a second. Oh, okay. Maybe I should ask you the same Absolutely. question. Absolutely. What? what is it that What is it that uh, leads you to when you're swiping left or right to swipe the direction that totally fair that I would like? Maybe offers opportunity. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate someone that can hold a conversation and doesn't just ask, um, "Oh, how's your How's your night? Do you have plans?" but actually tells me and shares with me about his day, whether, you know, work or kids or whatever details about his life. I like to learn about the person. So if they share details about something, then I feel I start to understand a little bit about who they are. I don't need 18 texts that say, what are you doing this weekend? You know, and that's kind of the staple question that a lot of people ask. I like when they ask questions about what I'm doing. So if they take an interest about what I'm doing and I take an interest about what they're doing, and that doesn't need to all look a certain way. But I think if they're genuinely trying to get to know the other person, I think that that for me is like, oh, they have some potential. So, hi, I'm Jimmy. Mm-hmm. What are you up to this weekend? Mm-hmm. Boring? Boring. Really? Mm-hmm. So the icebreaker sounds more like, hi, I'm Jimmy, fill in the blank for me. Hi, I'm Jimmy, and you must be really good at Jenga, or you have a cute smile, <laughs> or something like that. And I'm doing this this weekend, what are you up to? Oh, so you have to start with what you're doing. Just so, something that's like, I feel like we're all inundated with the same type of question that we could just do a cut and paste. Be the one that says something different and I'll pay more attention to you. I think you did that. And that's why we ended up out. Right. Okay. 
for everybody that is, um, does not know, I was not really dating and I was on an app for a short time. And this gentleman, after we had talked briefly, um, three weeks later, messaged me and said, are you still out in the dating universe? And I was like, huh, it's an interesting way to ask if I'm single. So I was like, hmm, totally different way to say it. And I was like, I so appreciate the way you said that. And so that, that little way that that showed up for me was half the reason, half the reason I went to Mexico. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So do you want to answer the same question if Maria... Hi, Dave. I'm Maria. I'm just like, yes. Somebody <laughs> swipe right. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's a tough one. You know, you, you tried to put some pictures out there that show a little bit about what your personality is. I think I've got like a picture. I owned, I have my dogs on there and um, you recognize them because you previously had a dog in the same breed. And and so you're, you're hoping that you can find some point that you can connect on. And then, you know, you, 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 hopefully there are a, maybe a couple formalities like the hi, how are you mm-hmm. uh, question, but then, yeah. What is your day? Like, what, what did you do today? What do you do? Mm-hmm. You know, right. tell me about a day in the life of whatever that profession is, because how many things do we not ever get out of the box of our own little box to learn about what somebody else does and then see how they answer grammar might come into play here. Can we spell your with a, you know, Y-O-U-R versus Y-O-U-R-E, you know, these are some little telltale signs that we're educated. Well, you know, maybe that, maybe that sounds a little bit, again, superficial, but Mm -hmm. you know, what does the conversation sound like in real life and Mm -hmm. first person? If, if we don't know how to punctuate them, we're a period and a question mark. What I think I feel like a dork saying that. Yeah. Well, no, I, I think we all, I absolutely, if someone doesn't have this, the education to use our grammar correctly, I'm kind of out too. And there is a term called sapiosexual, if anyone isn't aware of it, that I learned, I don't know, two or three years ago, that really is an attraction of someone that is smart and can carry on an intellectual conversation. And that's a real thing to me. And so that can show up in text, not entirely, mm-hmm. but you can see that a person has some sort of brains. And so we both love that. Yeah. Yeah. I think the key there is that you're looking for a connection beyond the physical. Right. Right. But still be cute. Right. That'd be cute. Gotta be cute. Okay. So now we're on the first date and I'm really interested in for from guys and then I'll get the female point of view. What is it that, um, besides her looking like her photos and not catfishing you. So let's presume that you're still attracted to her when you're sitting across the table and you guys grab a bite to eat or whatever. What do you look for? I want to hear more about what you look for, about what you don't look for. What you, is that good English? (laughs) What you don't look for, what you aren't looking for, <laughs> what you're looking for. We're going to be with, we're going to, we're going to stay in the positive space. Is that what we're shooting? We are. Okay. <laughs> what you're hoping to find versus what you're going to run from. Thank you. Okay. How's that? <laughs> um, you know, again, I think that's, uh, that all goes back to what that, that's a very personal question because what I may be looking to find may not be what the next 10 people are looking to find. And, you know, uh, 
from the space of I want to date or maybe I just want to make a quick friend? Is that a... Yeah, but you got to tell us what you're looking for. Okay. So, you can't dodge this question. So, all right. So what Dave was looking for. Right. I don't have expectations on the first date. I don't think that that's fair to either person mm-hmm. to set expectations. Sure. Um, you know, if, if is as really dry and boring as it sounds, you're looking with somebody that has just a little bit of manners that can carry a conversation that you're like, Oh, this person is easy to talk to. Well, that's a huge bonus. I mean, if you're at least easy to talk to, you look the way that you said you were going to look, we have any of the things in common that we hope to have in common then there is something to build on from there. Sounds like you have had a lot of second dates. I have? It sounds like you could have. I feel like those are pretty basic. They seem pretty basic. Yeah. So I don't know that you find that on all the first dates that you're yeah. hoping to find. Yeah. Uh, because that may not sound like a very big list, but I think that, um, you know, it's a very specific list. So I just have to ask, because we know each other pretty well. Are you looking for them to be funny at all? You're funny. Okay. Well, so funny is, I think, a foundation stone for a relationship, but that's not what everybody likes. Right. A lot of people are funny. Yeah. There's a lot of people that are probably a bit more serious and don't want to right. deal with me because I'm not. Right. So is that something like if you're a comical, jovial, lighthearted person and you sit across the table from somebody that's pretty serious on the first date? Are you like, oh, well, I mean, you know, what I'm going to think is I'm probably not that person's person mm-hmm. because we aren't going to match up in the personality mm-hmm. department and that's okay. So that means they won't get a second date likely because if you have other swipees. Well, I mean, I think. give you leading questions and put words in your mouth. Well, I think, I think at the end of the day, not all of us have a great smile. And, you know, get complimented on every time we turn around. <laughs> but some of us, uh, you know, are, you know, we're intently looking for that opportunity. And um, I think for the people that are looking for that opportunity, I mean, that comes from a position of hope. Mm-hmm. And so when you go out with somebody, you're like, I was really hoping this would be a way. I think you can manufacture hope. And you go, oh, maybe there's a, maybe I misread that. Maybe, maybe that person is something different than I thought. And all of a sudden you are on that second date when in your gut, you knew pretty much right out of the gate that that was going to be, that person was who they were, hopefully. Um, so I, you know, I, I don't think, I think hope is really important to bring on a first date that you Mm -hmm. hope that the person is potentially the person that you were expecting to find. But, um, it's one meeting with somebody. Mm -hmm. So how much do you really learn? How much of our our clinical psychologists that can read into Mm -hmm. their eye position and what they did with their hands and how they ordered their food and blah, 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 whatever. I, I'm not that good. You know, I just sit across from somebody. I'm like, Oh, they're still smiling. That's good. That's Mm -hmm. a start. Mm -hmm. So, Mm. so she went the other foot. Yeah. So for women, I feel like for me, and I can only speak on me and behalf of, of this, you know, us, us women. I feel like it's more like a feeling. And so, you know, you, you are more analytical and probably obviously in the masculine and I'm in the feminine, but, but for me, if I feel really good around somebody and I'm open to having more conversation and whatever, and I feel really good in the space, then I 
will lean in a little bit more to whatever that conversation is. Mm -hmm. If I don't feel good or I feel like it's just an intense or whatever feeling, then I will lean back and not order a second drink and just like, this was so nice. Thank you. You Um, but I guess the biggest premise for me on dates is the connection piece and having fun and laughing and creating that sort of emotional type connection, which falls under humor and, and a fun atmosphere to be able to connect on more lighthearted space. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how our day went. Right. Which, right. I was and the second margarita got ordered and I was like, well, there's a good sign. Right. Right. But you know, when the second margarita doesn't get ordered or mm-hmm. you don't feel like ordering the second margarita, right. you know, is that, is that a cut bait signal? I, you know, maybe, I, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I know you're still, I think you're, you're hoping for something, um, you know, and then, you know, do we always bring our A game to the first day? Well, isn't that funny? Cause I was like, gosh, this is the hoodie you wore on the first day. Hmm. Look at there. Isn't that fun? And I wore a hot pink cute top, which, you know, who cares? And, but we all remember cause we talked about it. Um, yeah, I brought my A game. I did that day. Yeah. I brought a game, yeah, not I mean, the a game. Yeah. I, brought. I mean, I was a little tired and we all know, we know that and whatever. And so were you, but I was like, yeah, I mean, if there's anything Tony Robbins taught me, I mean, when it's time to show up, you just show up and you make a move and, and you do it. Right. And so that's what I did. Clearly. And by the second margarita, so are you. <laughs> are you kidding? <laughs> you are all in. I was leaning the right direction at that point. <laughs> right. Guys, I ordered a spicy margarita and he was in when I said spicy margarita. I was so. like, oh, that sounds great. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so. And then we ordered food and we didn't touch that. And we just talked for three hours. So it was a good, it was a good first date. It was a good first date. It was a great first date. And so I circle back to that first date and I try to put the pieces together of what made it so good. And I know that I felt different walking into the date and I know I felt different walking to the table. And and so back to the feeling, I know I felt different and I felt really good talking to you and I just felt good. Mm -hmm. Now I've been on enough dates where I didn't feel good. It was fine, but I didn't feel good. And, and so that for me, I left there and I called my sister and I said, this is different. And that's just because I felt so good. Now I believe that's an energy between people that is created guys don't really say, Oh, and call their friend and say, I felt really good on the date. And so I just, it's so hard for me to understand when a guy's like, yeah, the date went really good. She looked like her pictures. She talked. Okay. She didn't, you know, chew with her mouth open. I mean, all those things are so different and we're like, Oh, I just felt really good around him. So somehow we made it to date two. Right. You know, I, I think it's fair to say that you know, sometimes you don't know what you're looking for until you find it. So I think that's where I, where me personally, I went back to the elimination of expectations. Mm-hmm. Didn't shoehorn the person that I was hopefully going to meet into a box that they couldn't possibly fit in. Mm-hmm. So you go in, you're like, okay, well, wait a minute. I, I would have, I've never met anybody like this before, you know, and they talked about opposites attract. So what if I went out with somebody that did like theater and had a house full of cats and I'm like, huh, we still connected at an interesting level. And the mm-hmm. next thing I know, I'm going to watch 
cats at the theater. <laughs> right. So and now you love cats. And then I felt that's probably not going to happen to me. But I, you know, you hear that expression, and mm-hmm. um, you know, it happens for some people. So I, I think, I think for me, I, it was just try to experience the moment, mm-hmm. and hopefully, it's a good one. Yeah. Okay, so we've covered a little bit of ground, and we're going to go a little bit longer than I intended because I want to. And I get to do what I want. So we get to do that. So now you've gotten past date one, you want to go on date two. And so now you're dating, you know, you've gone, let's just fast forward. You're on like dates three, four, five, six. I don't care. Mm -hmm. You learn a lot on each date, right? Mm -hmm. And you go home and you're writing in your journal, right? Or whatever you're doing. And you're telling your friends, you know, so far, I like this one or whatever you guys do, which you're going to tell me in a second. And then we do our thing, right? So when is it or what is it? When and what? Probably just what is it that you are like, you know what? This one sits a little different than the rest. So I'm going to go with this one for a little while. What is that? Well, I think it would be fair to say that that's probably similar to what girls experience in the sense that you, I mean, what, what chemistry is there is nothing more than a pile of feelings that nobody can explain. Mm -hmm. If, if you can, if somebody could explain it, there would be the right book that everybody would buy, but. Which we're writing. Oh, right. Right. Got it. Stay tuned. That's coming. (laughs) So, so yeah, right. We're going to figure it out on our book. Yeah, don't worry. And it'll be so much different than anybody else's book. It will. Hot Miss Express. I can't tell you the rest. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, I think that uh, I think that guys, you know, at whatever age, whether it's 47 or 21 or 16 or whatever, you go back to your earliest relationships. And could you really explain why you felt the way you felt about somebody? Mm-hmm. You know, I've got kids that are, are dating people for the first time and you know what, what they stumble into. Sometimes you're like, Oh, this is going to be good. And sometimes they stumble into something. You're like, Oh, this is going to end bad. Right. And they can't even tell you why they feel the way that they do about somebody, but you can see it from 10 feet away that they are complete opposites and you know, they're trying to figure it out. So, um, you know, when does a guy figure that out? If it's after day one, day seven day, whatever, mm-hmm. maybe it, hopefully it's somewhere in between or maybe a little bit longer, but they feel the same feelings that maybe, you know, you're, you know, I guess, I guess the person sitting across from them does, which is, Hey, there's a possibility here. Let's, mm-hmm. this is fun. Let's continue down this path. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I can't speak to whatever, there, there are people that seem to go all in probably faster than other people. Mm-hmm. I can't speak for those people. You know, I feel like there's a process to things and that's probably me being more analytical type, but, uh, um, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know that it's fair to try to say, put a number to it because it is what it is when it is. Well, and I, I, I get you there. So is it, Is it the lack of the crazy that you start to not see? Is it, is it the, the fun? Is there one thing that weighs more? Because crazy is a thing. And, and, and I know you brought it up in the beginning. And finding somebody that might not be crazy because 
if y'all haven't watched the crazy hot matrix, Dave brought this up early on in dating. And he's like, Jamie, where do you fall in the crazy hot matrix? And I was like, this is a real thing. It is. Yeah. So Google crazy hot matrix. And I was like, I, I don't know. So I watched the, the funny, funny YouTube. It's a YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. That's where you've been funny. Yeah. It's very funny. And I quickly figured out that I'm clearly not crazy, but I figured out where I was on this map and all I answered is, you know, where I am on, on this matrix or whatever. Yeah. I think you texted me a picture of a unicorn. I did not. You, <laughs> babe, you already told me I was a unicorn. I just said, you know, where I fall on the matrix. Anyway, mm-hmm. it's very fun. And so I guess for lack of better terms, do you make it to dates five, six, seven, because crazy hasn't really all the crazy hasn't really reared its ugly face. And you're like, this might be a thing because she isn't crazy. I, I know this isn't the answer you want, but I, th- I think it's, I think it is so subjective to so many different variables that a person might have going on in their life. I mean, if you're, if you're a younger person and maybe you're a little bit more free spirit and you're willing to try something out because you're riskier, versus the guy that's maybe in his 60s and he's like look i just want to find the person that can go to church with me and that's really it you know i'm Mm -hmm. i'm i'm not quite nursing home age yet but i'm looking for somebody to hold my hand on the rocker on the front porch and i don't need to go to concerts every night you know those are those there's a spectrum there of of people have to be able to and maybe this is maybe this is the answer is i'm kind of speaking out loud Maybe the answer is you have to know where you are on the spectrum and what you're willing to tolerate or not tolerate. And then that's going to show you, you know, maybe that's the indicator to you as to when that that's, that shift starts to happen. So, you know, I, I think trust becomes, I think trust leads to that next step. So you go out with somebody for a couple of dates and you're like, okay, you know, I might have them watch my dog, you know, right. <laughs> They, they, they fit into that category now, whatever. That's like step number one, right? right? Like the neighbor gets that too. The neighbor's kid even gets that. But, you know, you start to build those little incremental steps where, um, somebody you're like, not, not only do I enjoy talking with them, but I feel like this is somebody that I could trust. And then you, again, those cornerstones, humor, Mm -hmm. as you mentioned Mm -hmm. earlier for you and me, Mm -hmm. um, start to get built and start to fill in. And so now the puzzle starts to have a little clarity, mm-hmm. but I think it's a super tough one because I, I would really love to speak for the whole general population of men, but there are guys out there that, you know, look and women too, that want some version of something that maybe I would consider a bit more shallow. Mm-hmm. And then there are those same people out there that are so super conservative that, I mean, you're just like trying to pull them out of a box to Mm -hmm. go have fun. And, you know, we probably know people like that. I know, I know that we both know people like that, that are looking for somebody, but can't get out of their own way because they can't figure out what they want and what steps that they should take. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, um, I was thinking about some while you were talking, you know, I can't think of it, but for me in the beginning, I think there's such a dance and there's such a dance and we've talked about this, but there's such a dance of how things flow in the beginning of a relationship. 
And we all can't just start saying good morning and good night every day and all these like formulary things that take place in dating and the dance of when to reach out and when not to reach out and when is too much and when does it appear needy and when all of that dance. Right. We all love that dance. Yeah. That's the most uncomfortable. It, my it, shoes yeah. are tied together and I yeah. can't even barely keep my feet. Right. Right. That's a fun one. Yeah. We did the dance better than I've ever done the dance. And it's it's so hard to do that dance. And I think for me, when I found that dance to be effortless is when I was like, I'm going to keep going out with this guy because this dance is effortless and it wasn't too much and it wasn't too little. And it was such a good dance. Mm -hmm. And I think finding that balance of that dance is a real thing. And so that's when I was like, I would like to keep going out with him. Um, because as much as we had fun, the dance worked. Mm -hmm. And so I think that just kind of speaks on what you said is everybody's looking for whatever and they're looking for their dance. And some people like to talk incessantly all day long. I do not. And I might text you eight times because I have eight things to say and you might read one of them now. And I'm like, and that's fine. Because <laughs> I know. Them. But back then I never would have said eight things. And you probably would have sent me eight things back then with this long response. Right. And I would have said, gotcha. <laughs> but anyway, I, I think through that, the beginning stages, you find the dance that works. And then for me, for women, whatever, I think you learn the values of other people through their interactions with who they care about. So for instance, I learned with your kids, how you showed up for your kids and I could see what your values were through that. And then they were very similar to my values. So I was like, Hmm, I'm going to go out on date 10 with him. And so for me seeing that rather than a dad that would not do the things that you do with your kids or with your job or whatever. And so that I think some questions are unanswered questions and how they show up in their life in the getting to know each other. Yeah. Because I mean, let's face it, somebody that are in their forties, you know, that is, that is a, that's had a successful career or has tried to build a life that is something similar to what they dreamed that they could build. You know, you've got to have formed habits at that point. And so are you, are you happy with your habits? Are you not happy with your habits? How much of those habits do you show somebody? And hopefully those, those types of behaviors line up with the person you're with because, Let's face it. If you keep some weird, ungodly hours, like, you know, mm -hmm. want to get up at 5 a.m. to go to the gym and the other guy's like, okay, well, let good me make luck your with, coffee. Yeah. Like, good luck with that. <laughs> let me make your coffee. I'd love to. <laughs> but, but that's an, ex, you know, but that's ex, not only is it, I would, I don't want to say the word ex, acceptable is the exact wrong word to use in that because there's judgment in that. But uh, the right word is to say, is that something that, that does not, impact me in a way that I'm like, can't do it. Nails on a chalkboard isn't going to work for me. And so, you know, I think, I think for me and like, for instance, when we went out, it was a different approach than I had done in the past where I, we didn't really have a long text conversation. There was very little pen pal. Right. And it was yeah. show up and say, hello, by the way, I have kids and these are their ages. And you're like, oh, that's what I was going to say while you were talking. So I had these rules guys of what I wanted. And in my little rule book or journal or whatever I had, I would like him to have kids that are not younger than mine. And so being 47 and having older kids that kind of shrunk my dating field. And 
so when I went out with Dave and he had five of them, five children, and they were all younger than mine, I was like, okay, this is exactly what I signed up for. And then I learned that, you know what, you, it's okay if you find your person and it doesn't really look exactly how you thought. And that you might just fall in love with the five children too. And it's totally fine. So I guess for me, don't put rules in that box because what you kind of said earlier, your person might be right outside the box. Well, I mean, also, I mean, let's be honest. I crack up my oldest daughter. She's got a list and I'm talking like, I know what you're talking about that. Yeah. yeah. It is at, at a young age. She is never going to find the person because God has not yet created a person that falls into every one of these boxes. Sure. And God love her. You know, she's, she's actually, um, she's dating and she's learning that, that that's not exactly the way that it looks. And I think that's, I think actually that's kind of the neat part when you don't create expectations is that you get to go meet somebody that may have an interest or bring something to the table that you weren't ready or expected. Mm -hmm. And now you get to learn something new. Mm -hmm. And at any age that should be, in my opinion, viewed as fun. But, you know, again, there's people out there that don't look at new as fun. Mm -hmm. They're very regimented in their life. And, mm-hmm. and do I judge that person for being that way? No, they would do very, very well with somebody that is also regimented in their life. As long as their schedules line up. Great. Mm-hmm. But, you know, so I guess you got to know you a bit and you got to know what your tolerance level is. And I, whether that's found as we talked about in the first part, whether that's found in the texting mm-hmm. portion of the dating circle, or if that's mm-hmm. going for broke and meeting over coffee or spicy margaritas Mm -hmm. that you find out about that. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, is that, is that a showstopper? Is that a, what's the term? Something? No. An F no. An F no. Yeah. So yes. Yeah. Right. So guys, Mark Manson has a, uh, article called F. I mean, you can figure out that it's, it's a bad word, (laughs) but it's F yes or F no. And a friend of mine gave me the article and it's, if it's not an absolute hell yes, it's a no. And so I totally follow that. Mm -hmm. Don't you? I I think you you get to a certain age where you're like, I have to follow this Mm -hmm. because there's no other way I can do it at this point. Right. Right. Yeah. There's no reason to settle for. No, don't settle. For mediocrity. Right. Yeah. But and you're F and thank you. You're F and you learn to say and a lot more than but. Yes. Uh, your here F no and F yes might subtly change because you're like, there's a lot of F yeses. And is that a really an F no? Or is, is that, that some? Is that is there a lot of F yeses? Is I don't understand what you're asking. Did you just say there's a lot of F yes? There is a lot of F yeses. Oh, I was like, you said, I was like, is there? Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a lot of maybe. communications key in all of this, <laughs> by the way, that's the most important thing. I don't oh know. man. All right. So give us something fun to end with about guys and dating. And I will come up with something fun about girls and dating. It can be about us. It can be not about it. Whatever you want. I mean, it's a, it's a stereotype when it's true, right? I mean, stereotypes typically, you know, the pattern follows. That's why there's a stereotype exists. I think guys tend to be 
less um, complicated because emotion doesn't necessarily rule the day. Mm-hmm. However, as I've lived in this space and I have conversations with other people that are single and I'm like, wait, what the what? Yeah. I mean, to, to listen to a guy who is, again, could be uber successful in business and a fantastic dad and maybe, you know, it, it plays chess, you know, as a grandmaster chess champion on this side or whatever. And then that person absolutely struggles talking to the opposite sex and is like, I think this is the one. And then it's not the one. And then it's like, not only it's not the one, it's like, you should have run from this like immediately. How did you not, how did you even get to date two? And, and maybe, maybe it's the simplistic viewpoint that, you know, and the amount of hope that they put into it. How, How did, how did you miss all the signs? And so is don't think for a second that one indicator equals something else because they, I don't necessarily think that there's a correlation. You know, some people are super uber outgoing and then get fired the next day from their job. Right. You know, or, you know, that, that happens or somebody is super uber successful in their job and, you know, they're scared to hold somebody's hand. And so, you know, I, I can't tell you why one equals the other, mm-hmm. but I can tell you it exists. And I don't think guys are different mm-hmm. from that space, even though we're, you know, people at whatever age, you know, as you get older, you're supposed to have it figured out. You don't. Mm-hmm. Lord knows the older I get, the more I don't. Mm-hmm. Good thing I've got you to tell me. Right. To say, thank, and thank goodness. Thank goodness. <laughs> thank goodness. All right. So go, you go. So what, what, what is, what am I saying? Something yeah. that, that is beneficial? Right. Wait, no one. What is that question? It was a, you were like, what? So what? Give us a nugget. Let's, um, like, so the guys listening out there are like, that's a game changer. I'm going to be more, mm-hmm. so much more successful in the dating space. All right. All right. Do the dance a little better. Um, for those who aren't doing the dance good. And I imagine you're not doing the dance good if you're watching this because you're not, you're watching us about dating. And the dance means pay attention to how their responses. And, you know, there's the masculine, the feminine and the leaning in and the, you know, call it the chase, call it whatever, but pay attention to the response that she's giving and how much energy is flowing into that. And I guess be the appropriate response back. For instance, a couple of my guy friends that have helped with their dating scenarios. And if she's kind of leaning back a little bit and not really responding well to whatever conversation, you know, do the dance. I it's, we can call it a game and we can call it a dance and anybody that's fully throwing themselves on somebody for lack of better words and keeps on and keeps on. Oh, can I help you with this? Can I do this? Can I, it's just too much. And I think everybody's trying to find their way in it and give a little bit to be desired. I guess that's my nugget. Leave a little bit. You so did that. And you got to leave a little bit to be desired. So they want to see you again. And so don't go on the longest five hour date 
have little dates and don't go back to back dates and just leave a little bit to be desired. So they're desiring to see you again. I think you could do a whole podcast on that one. Yeah. I think it's a big topic. You're spot on. Yeah. Leave a little bit to be desired. All right, guys, that is chapter one of Dave and Jamie. And, um, He's so excited to do this podcast again. So excited. Yeah. He's going to get really comfortable with the camera. (laughs) And woo. Yep. Stay tuned.